0: Hello and welcome to the PFRS podcast. I'm your host Eric Dahl and this is a new series called Kilo Chasers. Today we're interviewing Rod and Carly from Freedom Weightlifting in West Palm Beach, Florida. We're going to be talking about different competitions, how they approach putting on a competition for their athletes, how they coach, how they came about, how they got past the hurdles of opening their own weightlifting gym and how they've been able to dedicate it solely to weightlifting and be successful. So, go ahead and hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, please take a screenshot and share. Just trying to get the get our name out there, get the podcast out there for everybody to enjoy. Uh, tell your friends, have a listen. Thanks. So nice to finally meet you, kind of in person. Yeah, I know, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, Rod and Carly, Freedom Weightlifting, um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. How did you guys get started in weightlifting and what was your journey to open a gym of your own?
2: Huh. Should go I first? go first? Yeah. Well, I, like everybody else, I found weightlifting through CrossFit. I did that for a little while. The CrossFit I was at opened up a little barbell club in the back and went in there a few times and fell in love with the sport. So we bounced from a few CrossFit gyms doing weightlifting to the point where we decided we wanted to just to open up a gym to just have a place for us to lift in peace, to not bother anybody, to not be loud, because that was the issue. Yeah. We were always crazy and loud, and the owner would always come up to me and say, can you guys keep it down a little bit? The class is going on. Kind of got fed up with that, and I had no intentions of actually coaching. I just wanted to open up a gym and lift with friends, Yeah, and that's what we did, and, and now I'm became a coach and that's what I'm doing now. So it just all happened naturally. That's great. A little
1: bit deeper into that. We, um, we left the CrossFit gym. We were at with a group of friends. Um, there was another girl who was kind of coaching a little bit weightlifting at that gym. And, um, we actually partnered up with her when we first opened, um, kind of the same thing.
0: Oh, I lost you. Lost connection. Okay. Okay, so you guys were, uh, let's see, where were you? You were moving with uh, somebody, your friend that was coaching at the CrossFit gym?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, she kind of had the same idea as us, just wanted a place to lift. Um, mm-hmm. And so actually took this group of friends from that gym out to dinner one night, and we were just like, hey, guys, if we get a little space, get some weights, get some platforms, would you come with us? Um, we didn't want to make money. We just said, can everyone, you know, chip in a little bit so that we can afford the space and it's going to be everybody's space. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we came up with the name too: freedom weightlifting, just the freedom to do whatever you want. If you Mm -hmm. want to come weightlift with us, great. If you want to come powerlift, if you want to come do a little wad off to the side, as long as you're not bothering anyone else. Um, yeah free to come do whatever you want. So that's kind of how it started with um with the small group that we had.
0: Nice. And then it just blossomed
2: from there, kind of Oh, it just all happened organically. It just it was like everything was kind of falling into to place almost kind of easily. It was just everything kind of started coming together. More people started coming in, and the gym started growing to the point where, like, I think it took us, what, a year to grow out the space?
1: Oh, not even. It was, oh, like... six s- months. Six months, and we were at the point where... Yeah,
2: six months, we grew out of the space. And yeah. I had to ask the landlord, like, hey, do you have anything bigger? Because it was getting to the point where it just, we, we had, like, three people to a platform. Oh, geez. Yeah. So then from there, six months after, we moved to a double the space, and was where we're still at. And it's just... It's kind of, we've been in business now for three years. Nice. Gonna be
1: four in June.
2: Four in June, and it's, 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 it's just all happened so naturally that it's it's it was, like, meant to be.
0: Nice. That's so awesome. Yeah, John and I, when we were training, what, six years ago now, five years ago, we talked about it almost for the same exact reason, but we couldn't get, which is funny because the, the amount that everybody was paying at the gym that we were at was, like, would easily between the five or six of us pay for a place plus the yeah. equipment, but we just couldn't, right. couldn't put it together. So, yeah. Um, so at, at what point did you guys decide to start doing your own competitions and, and meets and whatnot?
1: Um, I think we, as our team grew and um, more people that were lifting with us wanted to be competitive, we, Uh, went to some of the AO meets, we went to some local meets, but there was always like somebody wants to do a small meet or it's their first meet Mm -hmm. or you need to qualify for something. There was always kind of a need to do a meet. Um, so we just kind of looked into it and it's, it's really pretty simple. Um, you can make a meet as small or as big as you want. Mm -hmm. So, we just started putting on small ones. The m- minimum people to run a meet is eight lifters, I believe. Yeah. Now. And um, so, we just started figuring out, you know, the stuff we need. We had all the weights. We had all the equipment. You can build a platform or you can tape off a platform. Um, and then just having some volunteers mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
2: Yep. That's basically, we just always needed, we needed to qualify somebody for something or somebody, a new weightlifter, just to get them to do a meet. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it, it was just nice to have a small group of people so they're not as nervous to go to like a big event. Yeah. So we, we, we always do in-house meets throughout the year. Like, for example, we're going to do one in a few weeks mm-hmm. to qualify some people to go to States. Nice. And that's just, it. so it's, we keep them small, under 10 people and a few hours on a Sunday and we're done.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess you guys also put on bigger meets every once in a while too, and um, in the development of those bigger meets, where you where you have people like traveling in and whatnot, like do you what's your what's your like most important part or thing to hit um, when you're planning those meets? If it's if it's atmosphere or um, equipment or like what do you what do you offer what do you want to offer to the athletes coming in um...
2: I think uh, for for me I think it's just the experience giving mm-hmm. people the the what we experience weekly at the gym yeah I mean freedom is just known for a lot of energy and hype and yep. that's kind of like want to attract to the meat for people to just come and have a blast like it's more so the experience than anything else mm-hmm and uh, it's it's helpful having John, <laughs> yeah, because he's the forefront of that of that. So when he comes out, it just intensifies everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what he loved about it too. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's always just to be able to uh, run a smooth meet where people can have a good time. And weightlifting is supposed to be fun, but uh, everyone always wants to hit those big numbers too. And I think the excitement helps people do that. Um, so yeah, my biggest goal is just a, a good day of weightlifting for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that is the ultimate goal. Um, in all of the meets that you guys have done, have you had a bad one? Like, have you had stuff just train wreck fall apart? And if so, like, how did you, how did you get through it and how did you build from it?
1: Um, I can't think of anything that was really that bad. Knock on wood, Knock on wood yeah. <laughs> um, no. I mean, things that go wrong, you know, a weight could be misloaded. Someone needs to take a fourth attempt, which uh, I've seen that happen at a national meet. So, yeah, not not that big not of a, a big deal. deal yeah. Um, yeah. nothing
2: like that. Yeah, thankfully
1: nobody's ever gotten hurt. Yeah. Um, being in. Florida, it gets very hot, so it's also important for us to have good airflow and a lot of fans, mm-hmm. a lot of cold water. Um, people sometimes get a little overheated, and um, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah,
2: yeah and that's is. why we, we like doing the one meet at the end of the year, it's a little cooler here. Yeah, so that's helpful because it gets really hot in Florida, especially when you're in a when you stick like 50 lifters in like 1500 square feet. Oh, god. Yeah, it gets it gets a little hot. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's like little things that you don't really think of when you're putting on a meet too, like um, the bathrooms. That's yeah. like a weird issue that someone might not think of.
2: Yeah, yeah. It clogs, we have totally Yeah, so <laughs> we we'll have to go either down the street to a gas station. So for for our, if we ever when we do a bigger meet, we want we're thinking about porta potties for that. Yeah, because and, if that doesn't work, that's gonna not be good. <laughs>
0: It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, with your gym and making the transfer from the CrossFit gym to a smaller space to a bigger space, did you guys ever have like a hurdle that that was unexpected um, in moving equipment or um, attitudes not jiving in that move or anything like that? Or was I mean, it seems like everything you guys have done has been like, okay, we we need to do this. It happens and then we right. need to do this and it happens
1: yeah i mean luckily um after that first six months when we were thinking that we needed a bigger space um exactly behind the bay that we were in on the other side of the building was a bay double the size nice so moving was just a, a weekend of hey everybody grab some stuff and take it around the corner and <laughs> um, hey. no trip really um Probably the easiest move we possibly could have
2: done.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, And again, it's it's like I was talking about earlier how it just happened organically. Like we needed space. One happened to pop up that like that day. Yeah. And it it all just worked out. And the the scary part was obviously paid more rent because it it went up substantially more than our current space. So that was kind of scary because we were going into a bigger place, but we had the same, you know, membership base. So it's just kind of working hard to continue growing the gym at that point. So that was, I would say, the biggest like hurdle mentally, being able to just say, all right, we're going to have to pay this much more, so we need to be able to cover that.
1: Kind um, of taking a yeah. leap of faith, like we're, yeah, we're going to make
0: it. Yeah. So with that, I guess marketing comes into play with trying to find new lifters and trying to, trying to get people to come in and pay for coaching and pay for this space and, and everything. How did you guys... How did you guys tackle marketing for the gym? And I guess I, if we can lead that into um, the competitions, um, have you done any marketing um, just out, off of your Instagram or whatever for the, for the meets?
2: Uh, just Instagram. Honestly, I'm, I'm on there like all the time. I post stories every day, make posts every day, make videos and little mm-hmm. things like that. That's been like the biggest contributor to the growth Instagram. Um, I think without that, it'd be hard to, to build uh, the clientele base, especially weightlifting. Yeah, It's such a big sport, and a lot of people confuse it when they come in and they're thinking that we're doing CrossFit, but we have to kind of go explain the whole thing, like, no, it's not CrossFit. And it's like the only like weightlifting-only gym around here. Like, we, When you come into our gym, it's literally 12 platforms, yeah. and literally that's it. Squat that's racks, weird. maybe we have one pull-up bar, and that's it. So it's like there's no, no nothing else. It's just pure weightlifting.
0: That's how it should be. It's training hall, right?
2: Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean that's the first thing Donnie when Donnie came for the seminar, he's like, Oh, it's just weightlifting only <laughs> And I'm like, Yeah He's like, Oh, it's nice to see that on that is my first that was his first seminar that he did at a gym that wasn't didn't have a crossFit attached to it. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, nice to
0: It's really rare. I mean, even even around here it's like there used to be one place and it's, it's gone now. It
2: didn't make it through COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough too. Yeah. The, the whole COVID situation. Yeah. Thankfully we're in Florida. So that was <laughs> I was to say. Was Not too long. To it down. wasn't too long of a shutdown. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's great. So what's your, what are your guys' plans for, uh, for the rest of the year? Um, I know we're barely, I guess we're a third of the way in, into the year, a quarter of the way into the year. Yeah, Um, crazy. What are you guys' plans for competitions or traveling
1: for competitions or anything like that? So we have a meet. Um, It's just going to be a small in-house meet on April 24th. Um, I'm probably going to compete in it, which is nice. I don't really get to do the freedom meets very often because I'm always announcing. So if I can get someone to do that for me, um, I'm trying to bump my total up as much as I can, getting close to the deadline to register for nationals. Yeah. Um, there is a few other people doing it to qualify for Florida State Championships. So our biggest team meet will be states um, at the end of May, and then we have a group of I think four or five going to nationals in Vegas. Nice. Um, I don't think we're gonna make it to Canada because yeah, going, it's you know, too much. As, yeah. We would have a lot of people that want to go and money. And...
2: The these trips are to to like events like that. Are, they, they're starting to get pretty pretty pricey, and I, I'm sure everybody else agrees. Yeah. With the whole the whole you know paying for the competition, hotel, Uber, food. I mean, you're spending a lot of money for these meets. So Canada is. We went to the Arnold, but I think Canada is one that we're going to skip on this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so... And
2: then finals, and right? Um, you've probably finals. heard
1: of Keep Pulling Weightlifting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're out of Tampa. They hold three meets throughout the year, and they kind of do a series at the end of the year. And it's a great meet. So we love to go there. It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive, not too bad. They have one in September that we're probably going to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And we usually bring 10-plus people to those meets. Yeah, we bring a lot to that. one. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then finals. Freedom Finals and then AO Finals. Dang.
0: So, do you guys ever have a chance to like host the state competition or is it mainly held at the
2: same place every year? Yeah, uh, it's the same place. It's, there's the Florida Weightlifting Federation, which is in charge of the states. And that's kind of stays between that group of people that run that meet that have been running it for years. Okay. That's kind of like a organization here in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. They run that at the same it's in Orlando it's around the same time every year right yeah yeah That's not bad. it's it's a good so we go to that one and then from there we kind of we go to nationals after that mm-hmm. right
0: nice so in your freedom finals how many how many competitors do you usually have in
2: that it's been slowly
1: growing. Um, Yep. So we've done it two years now. The first year, I think there was about 35 lifters. And then this past year, we had close to 50. I think there was 52, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a one-day meet. Thankfully, it ran pretty smooth. But I'm thinking if we want to grow next year, we're either going to have to do two days or we're going to have to look at maybe renting a space.
2: Yeah.
0: Is that space behind where you guys used to be still open, or is it taken up now?
1: Um, that is taken up. I believe a um fitness pole dancing studio moved in. Yeah,
2: interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pole dancing, and we love each other. <laughs> yeah, nice.
0: Um, so when you guys travel to like the keep pulling meets, what's your um? I mean, obviously driving a couple hours isn't a big deal, um, but what's the, I guess, what's the the hype or what's the the biggest pull for you to go to a different meet um, other than just getting the experience? Like, is there something that they do different or that they do specifically um, really good um, that stands out?
1: I think it's the experience. Um, You can lift in your own gym and run a meet um and it's you know people can come watch you it can be exciting but it's a totally different feeling to be in a different building with different people mm-hmm. um, and if people want to get ready to go to the bigger national meets they need to get out there and do more
2: local meets so mm-hmm. yeah and for me it's like one of my favorite local meets just because how they run it it's very yeah. professional Extremely, it's it's almost it's ran like a national meet, except it's in uh, you know in, in their place. Everything is is they they kind of cross every T there. So that's yeah. why I like going. Always a good experience, and that's why it's worth for me the three and a half hour drive. And we'll even get a hotel and go oh, to yeah. the day before we go there. Yeah. Nice. And I tell them, I'm Patrick like, hey, I, I I love how you run this meet. That's why I always bring up a ton of people here.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Meet-
2: you get a nice lanyard when you go there with your name on it, just like when you go to like uh, to Nationals or an AO Series. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's the little things like that that you don't necessarily think of until until you get it and, you know, like, you feel...
2: It makes it special because then people yeah. take a picture of your little, uh, you know, lanyard and they post it on Instagram, and it just gives it. Gets in and they have the live stream, mm-hmm. they have the DJ, they have the announcer. It's just very well ran. So All, all those little things make it very special.
0: Um, now from the running side of like putting it on and, and organizing it, do you guys ever seek out sponsorships or to, to deal with like a swag bag or anything like that other than just the, just the podium, you know what I mean? Like, um, for all the lifters, like, like you said, um, keep pulling does a lanyard and something special, but do you guys personally, do you seek out sponsorships for your meets?
1: We haven't really yet. Um, It is something that we've talked about doing, um, trying to put together a bag and prizes for Sinclair and stuff like that. Right now, we just do a custom shirt for each Freedom Meet um, with kind of a cool logo that we put together, medals. Um, We had a um, local, kind of local woman, Come and cook wings at the last meet, so we had food there that we wanted to supply. And
2: photographer.
1: We have a photographer, and um, that first meet we did, he did not charge for photos, so
2: everybody got cool. Photos. People got
1: some good photos, and they that's awesome. To pay extra for them, so and
2: it's and it's something that I I do want to pursue, but honestly, I've never like asked anybody for a sponsorship of any sort, so it's just me figuring out to how to go about that. Yeah, but I think next competition, I do want to reach out to some like local businesses and see if they want to support. Like, maybe like a coffee shop or something, mm-hmm. get community involved. But to be honest, I just haven't done it, so it's just me going yeah. and doing.
0: It. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely because my my brother is uh, super involved in like Pop Warner football and stuff, and that was one of the things I I talked to him about was, he's like, you just have to get over the the fact that you're asking somebody for money with like zero yeah. return almost you know um, pretty much do you guys have any youth lifters involved like kid like kids under yeah. under sixteen or anything
2: our club doesn't have a lot of younger people surprisingly I don't know why is that why that is because some clubs have a, all youth some clubs have kind of our club is just mostly senior lifters yeah. and some masters our youngest is maybe I think we have like a fourteen year old 14.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: and then an eighteen-year-old, and then it's twenty and up from there. Wow, yeah, but it's 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 funny because it's we some clubs, like I said, have a bunch of kids and all kids, and it's our club is like all senior thirty-year-old people. Nice.
1: Yeah, we've had a few kids come in and work one-on-one with Rod, and they like it. But I I think kids need to do things as a group mm-hmm. for it to. Re- fun, and um, so since we don't have that yet, it's kind of something that still needs to develop.
2: Yeah, I think it would be helpful, too, like reaching out to high schools and getting out there Yeah, to, to kind of grow that part of the, of the gym.
0: Do like a free day or something like that.
2: Yeah, and just and just go and talk maybe to some coaches at schools and seeing if they, they want to just come by and, and, you know, work on their technique or whatever.
0: Yeah. No, oh, that's great that you guys are wanting to get out goal. there, and
2: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, I guess this is a this is a difficult question. I was I wasn't sure if I was going to ask it. Um, with the current, I mean, you guys are so involved in your community um, and being the only weightlifting gym in your area, um, and being in Florida. Um, with equality and, um, acceptance and, um, how do you guys, or what I'm trying to word this question the best. Um, what are you guys views on, um, just having everybody come in and being who they are and lifting and what's your policy? Like, what's your personal, like, I don't, don't want to say policy cause it's not the right word. Um, but I know like that, what's that?
2: Like our view on it.
0: Yeah, like, um, how do you guys approach it? How do you guys um, handle it if there's any like negativity in in, in your gym? How to like? Because I know just in the in the weightlifting community alone, and with what's been posted recently on USAW's Instagram right. and stuff like that, like it's a hot button. And I kind of would not do it just if, justice if I wasn't asking the question. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You know, I, I at, at the gym, I try to make it a place where we just focus on training and uh we've had a a few people that maybe just didn't fit really well and they kind of just phase out Mm -hmm. it's kind of like slowly start to phase out and it kind of just removes itself i've never gotten to the point where i've had to remove like somebody that's been negative to the atmosphere Mm -hmm. Um, i think right now it's everybody works really hard and 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 it's kind of like those type of views we kind of don't really speak on or or really acknowledge it when we're at the gym. Everybody just kind of appreciates each other, working hard and push each other to just train hard. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it's really not not we haven't had an issue like that so far, um, right? I mean-
1: yeah, I mean, thankfully, everybody in the gym is very respectful and, like Rod said the goal is to come in and train. Everybody wants to get better. Uh, everybody's training for the reason that they love it or they want to compete or, you know, it's good for their mental health. And,
2: and everybody respects each other's, uh, like, more of the hard work. Like, everybody looks up to each other for how hard they work. And people, like, people that come in and, ha- like, half fast things or not finished their programming, people will see that and, and, and slowly get annoyed by it. And I yeah. think a few people have left because of that because people just kind of won't mesh well if you're just in the corner moping or not finishing your training. And it's kind of like an energy that's not accepted Mm -hmm. and will quickly pick up on that and not, and not put up with it. That's good.
0: That's really cool to hear. You guys are, are more, it's almost like all the, all the, the drama and the politicizing and, and whatnot that's out there isn't, isn't even affected you know it's, it's not even brought into the gym because of the environment that you guys have cultivated
1: um, right? yeah and yeah. But, we care more that you're trying your best and you're cheering on the person next to you yeah. than
2: anything else yeah and that's that's number one and depending on whatever view that you have you know yeah it's it, it's like that's that goes a long way in our gym that's awesome
0: so, what are your guys's um, kind of take it back a little bit? What are you guys's uh, like backgrounds? Where where did you where did you start before before weightlifting before CrossFit? Um, each of you, like, uh, yeah. All
1: right. So, I am originally from Torrington, Connecticut, and um, it's a little town in the Northwest Hills near Hartford. Um, I, from the age of eight through college, did horseback riding. I was just a barn kid. I wanted to spend all my time, whether it was mucking stalls, grooming horses, riding people's horses. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't really sure career-wise where I was going, but I knew I loved horses, so I went to Post University and did the Equine Business Management program, a bachelor's degree. And uh, that gave me the option of, you know, working with horses and also having a business degree. Figured that would help in any any path I take. Yeah. Um when I graduated college, I actually moved to New York and I worked on a farm training horses, riding people's horses, teaching lessons, stuff like that. I was there for about a year, and I didn't really see where it was going, so I moved back to Connecticut, um, was just working like a waitressing job for a little while, and I got a phone call from somebody that I went to college with about a veterinarian that was looking for a technician to travel to Florida for the horse show season as uh, their technician to help them with whatever whatever they needed, so that was supposed to be just a... temporary in Florida, come down for the four month season, and then go back up and work in Connecticut and New York for the rest of the year. And so that was January of 2016. I came down for my first season in Florida. And when I wasn't working with the horses, I looked up CrossFit gym because I was getting into CrossFit at the time. Mm -hmm. And I came across a gym that Rod was actually a CrossFit coach at, the gym that had a little weightlifting room in the back. Okay. So I did CrossFit a few times there, and he was like, hey, there's a group of us in the back that are doing weightlifting. Do you want to come? And I was like, I don't know. It's a little intimidating. (laughs) But um, they were very welcoming. I went and started lifting with them, fell in love with weightlifting, stopped doing CrossFit completely. Uh, I think I did my first weightlifting meet like two months later. And then it got to – April, and I was talking to my boss about getting ready to leave Florida, and I was like, I don't know. I don't think I can go. Yeah. Um, at that point, I was dating Rod. Um, I answered
2: the chat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it was kind of a combination of, uh, yeah, I met this guy I really liked, <laughs> and I also found this group of people that I kind of felt like I belonged with. Yeah. I felt I was weightlifting so much and the people I was doing it with that I didn't want to leave. So I quit my job, and I found a place to stay, and I officially moved to Florida and uprooted my entire life. Damn. And six years later, it kind of all worked out, I think.
0: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: Yeah, so um, right now, besides managing the gym with Rod and lifting as much as I can, I work full-time at an equine hospital as a technician. Um, mainly, I'm doing surgery and assisting and stuff like that, but I'm also working with horses out in the barn, doing treatments, basically
2: everything.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome.
1: that's great. And
2: then uh, my background, I came to the U.S. when I was 10 years old from Colombia, Okay. We came here on a trip, and then we decided not to leave because we liked America a lot. So we stayed here. I learned English pretty quickly because I was still pretty young. Um, I dropped out of high school and got my GED, started working in sales at GNC. Did that for a couple of years. Then I sold cars. I sold furniture. I've just been just sales. All of my all of my jobs have been just sales. Um, then I opened up, at the same time that we opened up the gym, I opened up in cleaning business, restaurant cleaning business. Okay. So it's kind of like that's kind of what I have on the side as I put most of my time into Freedom.
0: Yeah.
2: So um, but yeah, that's basically my background has just been sales, um, managing a small cleaning company, and then running Freedom with the help from Lama.
0: <laughs> that's awesome, guys. Just a super organic entrepreneurialship that you know you guys have built together. That's great.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's just happened like that. It's just been so organic. And and I'm a big believer now that if things happen for a reason, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and
1: I, we just kind of support each other with whatever we decide we want to do. And when we get an idea, we're, we
2: we run run with
1: it. Yeah. And
2: If it works out, it works yeah. out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's very helpful to have Llama that loves weightlifting as much as I do because I spend my time, like, 15 hours a day at Freedom. And if it's not at Freedom, I'm on Instagram posting for Freedom or thinking about weightlifting, programming, or talking to athletes. So my, my life is just weightlifting.
0: That's great. That's
2: so It's nice to, that she understands that, that that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a weightlifter, it would be – be, I don't know how it would work out. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: think it would. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a it's a hard life to understand if you're not in it.
2: Yeah. yeah exactly like all that time spent there if she didn't understand that I don't think it would be very yeah so we little vacations out of like going to like meets you know and, and that's kind of how we do that right so yeah. it, that's the only time that we have to to do anything.
0: Yeah it's take an extra couple days and sightsee yeah. and
2: yeah eat
0: eat. I'll be eating Yeah.
2: Besides weightlifting, eating. <laughs> Going out to eat to places will be the
0: okay. fun. Okay, so that so what's the best uh, what's the best place to eat? I get okay, so one for each of you. Uh, favorite food, each, and then which is the best restaurant to find that food in your area, or and or what's the best place that you found it outside
2: of your area? Well we both gonna say La Fonda.
1: Yeah, we might say the same restaurant. It's yeah. a Colombian restaurant.
2: It's a Colombian restaurant and we like the churrasco there. We actually took John there too to eat. Okay. He loved it too. We took all the guys there, Brian and, and all these guys. Uh, Cornell, he's he loved it. So every time that we have somebody visiting, we go to La Fonda. So if you were to come down and visit us, you would go to La Fonda automatically. Nice. Yeah. In West Palm <laughs> it's Beach. It's Colombian food.
0: That's great. So what's the what's the best thing to eat there? What's Churrasca. their special what what is that exactly?
2: It's like a flank flank steak, but it's done like in a special way. It's just delicious. It's just steak. Oh. And it comes with like beans, rice, sweet plantains, fries. It's it's a so typical
1: good. Colombian meal.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Me too. yeah.
0: <laughs> so is that something that you guys kind of seek out when you're traveling abroad? Uh... Yeah.
2: We I, I'll type in Colombian just to see what's around. And it never matches up to their place here. Yeah. Like we went to Tampa and we found a Colombian place. It's good, but it's not the same.
0: Not the same. Yeah. No, that's awesome, guys. Well, I think I think that's everything. Um, oh, your DJs. Like mm. who, who is it that who do you get or is it the same guy um, every time? Is it different every time? And how you, do you find them?
2: Huge shout out to Spook. Spooky uh, because- Cern? Spooky Spooky S- oh, you know Spooky Cern. Yeah, I know there- of him. Yeah, he he's the best. He's like makes all our mixes all the time. He comes in DJs. He'll spend 12 hours DJing at the gym and won't ask for a Damn. Um, so yeah, which is insane. Yeah, so his uh, name
1: is Zach. Zach Cerna. Um I actually met him at the CrossFit Gym before we had opened freedom. He was just dropping in and he lifted with me and another girl. And then like Two three years later, he messaged me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, I'm coming back to town. I heard you have a gym," and I was like, "Yeah, come by." And I was, I told Rod, I was like, "Oh, there's this guy. He's like loves weightlifting. He's gonna come lift," and we became friends with him. Yeah. He actually moved to West Palm for a little while, so he was lifting with us every day. Um, he's since moved to Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, Got
2: married, bought a house. Yeah, he's <laughs> so. doing it all. Yeah. So, but he,
1: every couple of weeks he'll drive like two and a half hours just to come lift with us for the day.
2: That's so cool.
1: And he puts together mixes, and, and he calls them "freedom mixes" for yeah. us for weight.
2: And honestly, the what makes our meets extremely hype is him being there yeah. because he'll put on, he'll know people's songs. He knows the vibe. He knows who yeah. likes what. Just the, the music is what takes it up to a crazy notch. Yeah. Like I always say like the freedom meets are like if you that's the opportunity like if you can physically do this lift it, you'll do it at the freedom meet. Like the 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 limit will be there. That's I don't awesome. think there's any reach that that heightness. <laughs>
0: that's so cool. I mean that was that was like that was uh when I was looking to to put this series together it was you know I I reached out to certain people and I was like okay this guy's really good at the technical side of things like he has he has all the backroom stuff dialed. Every single meet that I've been to where he's involved, it goes off without a hitch, right? And then there's, you know, somebody else does a, a really good festival, like just the organization, everything, finding the little things. And then like your guys's meet from the videos that I've watched, from talking to Cornell and John and whoever else, like it is just a whole another level of
2: vibe and hype. And so that was. It, that's, it's it's insane. It's insane. The, the seminars that we've done with John, and just when they come down and we all get together, it's like it's next like the same
1: level. type of energy. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: No, that's great. Well, hey guys, I think that's it, and um, it's great chatting with you. And uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully, I can get down there and get a chance to lift you guys soon.
2: I, I think that'd be awesome. We can come down for for our next meet. I think that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. when great when is it? I so. We were thinking about changing the the month of it. Correct?
1: Yeah. So we did it in the middle of December last year, and we were thinking about trying to do it maybe the week or two before Thanksgiving this year.
2: Um, so I wanted so. to run that that idea by some of the guys from from your team. Mm-hmm. They're very involved in the meet. They bring a lot of people, so I think they're they're saying would we'll go uh, make be a big decision maker for us if we're going to do it or not. But I think it would be a better time. For, for everybody around here and our schedule to do it like maybe in November.
1: Mid November. Yeah. yeah. So we're
2: gonna we're gonna, gonna reach out to Brian and you know the guys from the team and just yep. see like what about it? Um, because we might change it to November instead of December.
0: Yeah, it's a little easier to travel. Flight travel yeah. less.
2: Cheaper, I think, and it just works out works out better. That's awesome.
0: Is there any anything else you guys want to plug or or uh,
2: throw out there? <laughs> We, we appreciate just being on a podcast. Yeah. You know, This is this is pretty new to us. And for somebody to want to talk to us about what we're doing and we love is, is huge. So we're very excited to talk to you and, and have this opportunity.
0: Yeah, it was great. I, I love your guys' passion, not just for weightlifting, but for your community and for your lives in general and, and what you've built together. It's great.
2: Thank you. We appreciate that.
0: All right, guys. You guys have a good one and uh, we'll talk again. <laughs> We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. Again, hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Check us out on social medias, uh, mainly Instagram. That's all we got going right now. Anything to spread the word. Tell your friends. uh, Tell your family. Check us out. In coming weeks, we're going to be doing more interviews with our classic format, just talking with people in varying industries, uh, varying careers and talking about how they got to where they are, challenges they faced, and how they got past and found success. We're also going to be continuing this series, talking to a myriad of other individuals that are highly active in in strength sports and designing competitions for the best experience for the athletes. So hang out, take a listen, and uh, keep up to date with what we got going on. Thanks.